Hi, my name's Lai. Hi, my name's Freya. And we love nature. This is our show, Hidden Worlds, where we learn about the worlds that are hidden from our view. Our forests and lakes, to deep space. Animals that live in our gardens. And the world of bacteria. Are you ready to explore Hidden Worlds, guys? Let's dive right in. Today, we are learning all about the hidden worlds of trees and forests. Ireland used to be totally covered in forests, and now we have barely any left. We went to a festival in St Anne's Park to talk to Dale from Naturally Wild about how he educates children on trees. How are you? Uh, my name's Dale Treadwell. I'm uh, the education officer for Cron and for Naturally Wild. Well, basically what, what we do for Cron is I do a lot of work going in and out of schools and doing tree plantings on a daily basis. So we'll come in and we'll talk all about, if you like, the benefits of trees, looking at trees and the theme is that we are home among trees. So we talk about all the different homes that trees give us, homes for animals, for insects, for birds, and also how they provide shelter and cover for other plants. And then we do lots of tree planting within the school grounds, particularly places like Ballymun and all over Dublin. But we really like to plant places in, uh, trees in places where there mightn't be that many trees. Say there wouldn't be that many trees. Wow! Sometimes, when we start big housing projects for when they're homes for people, we don't always think of the benefits of having lots of trees around us. Today, you're talking to me in St Anne's Park in Rohini, aren't we? And um, we there's loads of big trees here, isn't there? And all around these trees, there's some big trees. And sometimes I think when you have lots of trees around, it's really good because you feel very comfortable, you feel at ease, and you feel very relaxed. And sometimes when there's not trees, sometimes it can be very stressful. So we try to get plant trees into places where there mightn't be so many trees. And sometimes when we think about housing for people, sometimes we don't think about the benefits of trees, but maybe that's something we could do into the future. Ireland actually has the lowest density of tree cover of any other country in Europe. Now, Ireland wasn't like that originally. Ireland, you see, you often see lots of trees. It's a very good place for growing trees because it rains here quite a lot. I know we haven't had much rain for the last month, but you guys think that's almost like a drought. That's, for me, normal, okay? And most, most welcome. And what, 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 what's happened in Ireland over many, many years is a lot of trees have been used for making houses, making castles, and there were really big trees a number of years ago which were used for making boats out of Belfast. That was one of the last big places where big oak trees were used. And areas haven't been revegetated back as much. But that's starting to come to the forefront. There's more and more revegetation, more and more forestry works happening now all, acro all across Ireland. But I, I tend to focus a lot on urban projects more than the big forestry projects, they're big commercial projects, in, particularly in urban areas where sometimes there's, there's not as much money and there's not as much um, uh, community involvement, but it's getting that involvement, getting people interested and getting people to like and love and respect their trees. Right. It's always important. We mention this word biodiversity all the time. I know later you'll go for a walk here at the Rose Festival and there's a big area called the biodiversity area. And what we talk about when we talk about biodiversity is biology, which is the study of plants and animals and diversity. And Ireland, it's funny when I talk about Ireland, when I first came to Ireland 20 years ago, 
people would talk to me and sort of go, wow, you're from Australia, that's very different. And it's very, very important when we do tree plantings to have areas which are very biodiverse as well, because then we have lots of different habitat for lots of different creatures. Just for an example, <coughs> sorry, a forest which is <coughs> what we call a conifer forest, which has been planted mainly for forestry here, is dark all year because they're all evergreen trees. And when it's dark all year, you don't get as many wildflowers in the spring. Things like bluebells, and I like, you always see the bluebells in the spring, and those bluebells often provide the first nectar and food source for bumblebees when bumblebees emerge. But when you have a, a, a mixed forest, which has deciduous trees in it as well, then there's a lot of dappled light which comes in. And because of the dappled light early in the year, then you get all these spring flowers. By having all the spring flowers, then we have food for bees. So it's always, it's, it's always a little bit complicated. I often do a little thing at schools with a ball of string. Uh, it all explains all about food webs. Next we headed off to meet Orla and Melissa from St. Lawrence National School in Belle who planted hundreds of trees in a park by their school after hearing about one Gary who won the Nobel Prize. Thanks a million for coming to meet Melissa and myself. So I'm Orla, Orla Farrell and I'm from Easy Treasy. And this project started here in our, uh, next to our school in Baldoyle. Um, you can see from where we're looking at, uh, over here we've got a stand of lovely native trees. They were planted for the millennium uh, in the year 2000 and now they're actually taller than the school as you can see. So uh, we thought that was a really easy school project and then when we amalgamated uh, the boys and the girls school amalgamated so uh, you can't see it from here but we decided we'd plant another tiny forest over there in the former girls school because now we were a new junior school and senior school so that seemed like a lovely easy project as well and then uh, because we were doing green schools and we were working on our sixth green flag we thought uh, well we'd run out of space for trees in our school and we thought why don't we go to the local park because they seem to have plenty of space so that's what we did um, over the years we, we we planted first five trees down there and here is our tiny forest of 3,300 trees uh, we planted 300 over here at the first ever Irish uh, Tree Academy for Plant for the Planet. So Plant for the Planet is, uh, it was started, um, uh, maybe Melissa would like to tell us a bit. You might remember the lady uh, who was a Kenyan lady who won the Nobel Prize, Wangari. Melissa? That's right. What's her name? Wangari Mathai. Wow, what did she win the prize for, Melissa? For um, saving nature and planting trees. Wow, it's actually Nobel Prize for winning are for for planting um, uh, 30 million trees yeah we we um, we heard about Felix and um, you remember what age Felix was nine yeah and um, he heard about he he found out about Wangari he had homework for the weekend and when he came into school on the Monday he told all the children in his class that it would be a good idea if the children all over the world planted uh, trees in each country. Mm -hmm. One million. Yeah. <laughs> Not so hard. 
So we thought that was pretty exciting. You've gone on the stage to tell everybody yeah. about this, haven't you, Melissa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Melissa in her class made a song all about it, and Melissa said she'd sing it for us. When Felix was a child at school, though he was only nine, he heard the Kenyan story and he thought it very fine. So Felix thought he'd copy her, and soon he had a team of children around the world, and now we've built the head of steam. Our million German trees are working, mopping up the floods. Our forest down in Mexico fixed carbon in the mud. Our tree machines pull carbon from the air. We lock safely in their trunks. They're doing their repair. Grow your share of fresh air. Show Mother Earth you care. Find a spot. Dig a hole. And now we're on a roll. Plant a tree. One, two, three. It's easy as it can be. Like Apollo 8, we're on a mission, ours is easy. One, two, skip a few, a trillion easy, treesy. We headed to our botanic gardens to meet Matchett, who took us around and told us all about Ireland's native tree. I'm Matthew Jebb and I run the National Botanic Gardens here in Glasnevin and the area we're standing in right now is a native area we call Wild Ireland where we've tried to build little habitats like oak woodland, ash woodland and various different types of grassland. So a forester is interested in a crop of wood whereas what we're trying to build here is a is a natural habitat. So there's the birch trees and you see how they're very very tall, they grow quickly. They're the first sort of tree seedlings that spring up. The oak here is growing slowly so it's going to be many years before she catches up with those birch trees but eventually she will get much much bigger and they'll get shaded out and they'll disappear. So forests are very dynamic, they're always changing the characters. It's like watching a play. Each act has got a different tree dominating the story. Well, if you look at them, see how that birch tree is very feathery and open. There's lots of light coming through it. And then look at this oak. It's very sort of dark underneath the oak tree. So this is growing slowly, but it's eating all the sunlight, whereas the birch is hurrying up as quick as it can because it has learnt through evolution that if it doesn't grow fast, it will be shaded out by the oaks. So it's got to be a, a pioneer tree that shoots up fast enjoys its life cycle but in 80 years time it will be overtaken by the oak. Well here just behind this oak is a, a mountain ash or rowan, a rowan tree and that has beautiful red berries, grows up in the mountains um, and it's an understory plant in, in oak forests. We've also got just over there an ash tree and as you it is because that's how we make our hurls, our hurley sticks are made from ash. Guess how many hurley sticks are made every year in Ireland? Half a million. It's an amazing. 500 people earn their living just by making hurls in Ireland. So it's a very, it's a small industry, but it's, um, you know, extremely important. Each of them is churning out a thousand hurl sticks a year. And do you know how you harvest them? 
you have to dig the trees up. See, normally if you get a plank of wood, you, you chop the tree down, don't you? But with an ash tree, first you chop it down about five foot above the ground, and then you dig the tree out. Do you know why you do that? Think of the, the shape of the stick. That is the... that exactly the top of the stick is the big flat part of the roots and that makes it very strong because all the fibers are meshed together like that as they go into the roots and so it doesn't split nearly three quarters of our forest now is plantations of, of forestry and the bulk of those are made of sitka spruce so these conifers from north america so our native woodlands are tiny there's a very small percentage only about two percent of um, Ireland is covered with native woodland and of those native woodlands most of them are smaller than about six hectares so they're, they're small patches of woodland so any opportunity to increase that amount is something that we should uh, attempt to do because these habitats are full of many many species of plants birds mammals and the plantation forest, on the other hand, is just one species of tree. They're usually very dark underneath. And whilst there's quite a lot of birds living in them and nesting in them, the number of insects and the number of native plants are uh, much reduced in a plantation like that. In the Botanic Gardens, they have a really cool house. Made just like the Vikings made their houses a thousand years ago and made completely from the plants and trees around us. But this house is made of four species of plant. There's oak to hold it up. These big uprights are oak. And you see the rafters holding the roof together. Those are ash trees. And then the walls are called wattle walls, which is old English word, old Norse word, in fact, for woven. And those are hazel rods. You know, you remember the hazelnuts we were picking off that tree? That same tree, you cut it down and it grows these little thin stems and then you weave them to make a wall. And then the fourth plant is on the outside, the reeds that make the uh, thatching. So just four kinds of plants. Now, what's, here's what's amazing. In about 17 years' time, the woodworm will have eaten all of these ash poles and they'll have eaten through all these hazel rods. And then you go back to the same bit of woodland where you harvested all this before. You chopped the trees down before and they've all regrown in the 17 years. And so you can get your house again. Every 17 years, your house grows by, regrows. Hope you enjoy the show, guys. Now get out there and plant some trees.